Bezrat Hashem, Chol Moed Pesach, 5779, first save Chol Moed, Adam Musa, Moed. So the Shiva Kalim and Yitzotso were left down there in the death orbit, needing to be excavated through Mitzvot and Maisim Tovim of people of Nashamas with free will. So, a major claw that we see right there is that the definition of time moving forward is begins by pulling some Nitzotso and some Shiva Kalim out of this death orbit from the Olamatohu minute by minute simply by that moment coming into being is the dynamic energy of pulling out a new shivre, set of Shivrei Kalim and Nitsotso from the death orbit to give them existence like we can understand this kind of on a simple way like the body of a person is enlivened all the time by his soul and the body without food you know, is going to die. Like, if a person starves to death, God forbid. And similarly, by we talk about learning Torah, right? Hashem says, I created the Yitzhahara, and I created the Torah as a topic, and I created the Torah as a, as like a spice to it. In other words, 
the spirituality that comes down into the energy of thoughts coming from the outside from the death orbit or, or uh, the nefesh of the, of the life force of the body coming out of this death orbit the idea that it's the spice for the Yitzhahara this Yitzhahara is like the idea of spirituality coming down from the idea of the soul of the Sefirot of the Neshamot is to inject life into these Shiva Kaelim coming out of the death orbit to reveal life within them like we say that there are four cups of wine on Pesach that these actually are connected to four exiles that came after Egypt amazingly which is to say that the idea of an exile at first is building up and it's like a death a deadly thing but then the, uh, the salvation the four languages of salvation as well come in and turn those exiles dafka into a kli into a kos yeshua into, into a kli machzik bracha like the gallus itself so I don't remember exactly where I was in this recording, it's been a second but the Leshem defines a mitzvah versus an Avera as something very interesting that we were going over together as a family in this car trip and we said that as it happened in the setup of the reality and when the world was chaos and void so all the energies of what you might call the platforms or grounds of existence the lowest level of existence like the concept of the body that houses the soul all of those energies for all of those vessels for all of experience for the 6,000 years they all fell into this orbit of death they all fell into a negative space and um And the way we can understand this kind of more down to earth <clears throat> is just simply when you think about a body that if a person doesn't feed their body with food so they're going to starve we can then take it up a notch and think about emotions emotions are by default negative we have to do something to make ourselves happy and turn our emotions around and be happy thoughts by default are negative right the Torah says Ki adam that the Yetzir Hara of a person is negative from its from his youth which is another way of saying that immature thoughts immature emotions childish negative not childish in the beautiful sense of innocence but in the sense of selfish and and undeveloped uh, uh, is that's the Yitzhahara it's just a a physical state of starving or emotional starvation or intellectual starvation that that's the default state of the lowest level of reality and so the lesson basically says that a mitzvah is to nourish these lowest levels of reality with spiritual light to turn those energies and satiate them and calm them down to express within them a beautiful calm experience of, of bliss I can just to throw out a few examples this is the explanation of anti-semitism that why all of a sudden do 
the nations turn on the Jews and start giving them hell? One explanation is that the Jewish people are supposed to bring light down to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world kind of exists in this default state as like negative. And when we're bringing down the light, when the temple stood, there was tremendous peace all over the world. We were giving, we were bringing down the flow for the rest of the world. When we're not doing that, so then the, the default state of the goyim that surround us is to attack us. Why? Because they don't understand it necessarily consciously, but they kill us and take our money, God forbid, because they, they need to get the energy from us. So, okay, another example is um, what well, was another example? I was interrupted by a robocall. sure but so anyway the definition of a mitzvah therefore is to bring down spiritual nourishment to the universe to prevent the default state of negativity of like starvation from coming out uh, versus a sin is to cause an intensification of the hiddenness of that spiritual nourishment so that only a tiny bit of nourishment is coming down and what it, that tiny bit of nourishment is then feeding and giving existence to is all of these like negative energies of grabbing and taking and, and feverish uh, scrambling to get that they're only getting a little bit so that it's coming out very angry and very um, intense and, and that's evil in the world. So the punishment for sin is not that God has any interest necessarily in hitting us because we didn't do a mitzvah. He doesn't need our mitzvahs. He gives the mitzvahs for us to bring nourishment down, spiritual nourishment to the universe so that we can create the beautiful experience. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. The verse says, V'shamru b'nei Yisrael the Shabbat la'asot the Shabbat l'dortam b'rit olam that the Jewish people guard and keep Shabbos and they make Shabbos. Which means that Shabbos is a reality that's potential within the creation as long as we draw it down into the creation, as long as we're Moshe into the creation. So when a Jew keeps Shabbos and draws that light down, that nourishment of rest down into the world, it's a very amazing thing. And he's, so to speak, making it happen by keeping the Shabbos and guarding and protecting it. Visitor Info Center. Um, and he's bringing down tremendous nourishment into the universe. And so now his experience becomes one of the, the wonderful, restful, blissful revelation of God in that Shabbos. Uh, and what might be a horrible experience of a person violating Shabbos is prevented and the beautiful Shabbos rather manifests in the person's life. If Chasushal and the person is breaking Shabbos and not keeping Shabbos, I imagine there's this idea that like to not keep Shabbos on a, on a Saturday as they call it, um, now that, that his creation around him is very upset because he's denying that, that energy of creation that, that surrounds him 
the opportunity to rest on Shabbos. Because we said before, it's like, what does it mean that God rests on Shabbos? Well, literally, if we're saying that every physical, ultimately physical creation or angel or whatever, every creation is being fueled by a certain divine code, well, those divine codes want to express Shabbos when it's Shabbos. You know, so, um, but one more thought on all this is that this, I think, helps me a little bit better understand the teaching that Leah was supposed to marry Asaph versus Rachel was destined for um, Yaakov. It says that Leah was crying, crying, crying because she was supposed to marry Asaph. And it's explained in Kabbalistic literature that Leah represents the hidden world of Alma Descassia, it's old it's Olam Abina. It's whatever. But basically what that means is why is she connected to Asaf? Why is Leah connected to Asaf? Because Leah represents the beginning of where spiritual flow is coming down to give energy to all of creation. And when the creations are not drawing down the spiritual sustenance, so there still needs to be like a little bit of sustenance coming down. So when the sustenance is coming down, but just in the aspect of only a little bit, it says by the, the, the level of Bina, Dinin mitarin mina. It's all mercy, but judgments spring out from there. So when in, in the, the calculation of that moment, when in the calculation of that moment, um, there's a great amount of judgments and, and closing off and harsh judgment because the, the Israel is not drawing down sustenance. So there still needs to be sustenance coming down, but it's only that minimal amount, which when the minimal amount of sustenance comes down and now is feeding those harsh negative realities that are starving and frenzied. So then, yeah, it's still getting its energy from you know the concept of Leia and Bina, but what Leia and Bina is creating is very constricted little bits of energy, which is uh, feeding and manifesting very harsh, negative responses of the universe that is starving for the real flow, which represents Rachel, Alma Nizgalia, the revealed world. You know, and so this is why I think it, it really clicked for me why there's so many right, statements in Kisve Arizal that from Leia comes very harsh judgments because Leia, although it's a higher source of reality because it's Bina, yet when the state of reality is going to be a state that is starved of spirituality and therefore a lot of harsh judgments are going to come out, therefore on the other hand, it's going to be the source of creating a lot of harsh realities. Um, but what our job to do is to connect the energies of Leia to open up and be a, a, an opening to, to open up the idea of Rachel, which is the revelation of all of this.